We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to Talking Halos. This is Derek C. Paul Lacone, my, my co-host. Ooh. Run the words. So excited today that I am running words together all over the place. John's excited too. Why? Because it's the first time we've been on air together for ages, eons even. John Crane, back. Guess what? It's the summertime for me. I'm good to go for the podcast for the rest of the uh, for most of the rest of the season now. And you're getting ready to move? You, what? What? Ah, uh, John, how you doing? My, well, not. Uh, I'm doing. I'm, I'm hectic, hectic. That's how you could describe my life the last several months. But uh, hectic, hectic, hectic. Uh, I'm doing doing fine. We're not moving far. We're only moving a couple miles away for right now. But the house is in escrow, and uh, so we are going to be moving out of our house that we've lived in for 18 years. Uh, and uh, moving to a, a place where we're going to be renting at least for the next year and a half, two years. And uh, but other than and just keeping busy with that, working and uh, and uh, my daughter graduating from high school and lots of lots of hectic stuff. Uh, but it's starting to well, not really, but but I can squeeze in a podcast, gosh darn it, because I haven't talked about the angels in a long time, and that uh, Jared is uh, really. Uh, running the show, man. He is just—he's on fire. Well, I mean, it's unfortunate he's missed a little bit of time with him, with him traveling this week, but we need this thing going. Um, you know, it's—it's it's a kind of a big deal for us as as the, 
the season now gets into the summertime months, and it's kind of weird to say this. They entered tonight's game at 25 and 30. They only played 60 games last year. Just want to point that out. Oh, yeah. You're saying, oh, yeah, we're almost like a full season. Yeah, crazy. you know, but it's, it's a little weird. They're winning tonight right now. As I'm recording, it's uh, June 3rd. It's 2 nothing Angels on top of the third inning. And I am really interested in what you have to say, which is kind of funny because as we were getting things together here for the podcast, you were telling me how much you want to hear what I had to say. Last time I was on, I talked about a couple of things, but you've been away for a while now with all the stuff going on, you know, with the moving or anything. And we want to hit some of those. Is also kind of look at what we're starting to do the Angels now. I think the Angels may have may have turned a corner. They've played better of late. Not perfect, but better. So I'm wondering what your thoughts on that. First things first, I just want to get them out there. Is there anything right now you just want to say about the current Angels? Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to bring myself back to a place where I was before I started this podcast and learn and learn things and, and have been listening and, and getting more involved in the actual, you know, the stats and the rosters. And um I'm trying to enjoy I just just enjoy baseball again. Without getting because it's so easy to get wound up about this team and so easy to get so frustrated with this team and just like, oh, here we go again. And that's all you see on social media. Oh, man, here we go again. Fire him. Get rid Already sell the team. And, uh, you know, before I started doing this podcast, I used to just go to games, win or lose, because I enjoyed going to baseball games and I enjoy watching baseball. And I am an Angels fan and I do want them to win. Um, but, you know, but I also want to enjoy myself uh, if they don't. So, um, you know, I, I, I was just going to, you know, there's a lot. I, I, I said this, I believe, last year. There's a lot to enjoy about this team, win or lose. Um, I mean, we got Shohei Otani. We got an MVP. Well, if, if Trout ever gets back, we might have an MVP race. Uh, if not, we certainly have an MVP candidate in Shohei Otani doing historical things that have never been done. Uh, so, I, and, you know, we got Jared Walsh is, is, is turning into a superstar. Hopefully, Anthony Rendon, as you indicated, things are starting to turn. Hopefully, Rendon's catching fire. I mean, there's a lot to be optimistic about this team as far as just enjoying the team. If you take away the fact that maybe we're, the pitching's a little frustrating and it's kind of making it hard and, and even the offense. So, really, I guess what I'm just saying is I'm going to try to enjoy this season, win or lose. Obviously, I want to win and I, I want to see some changes to help us win. But, but I want to enjoy baseball again. I'm, gonna. I'm, I'm curious on your thoughts on this. I mean, the, the American League is very good this year. This is turning out to be a very strong, very strong league. The National League is a bit different. And that's where you're going to find three out of four teams in the National League, National League East under 500. Colorado under 500 pretty far. You know, so I'm looking at the American League thinking that the Angels. If they're going to do anything this year, they kind of have to do it now because they are already, even at 25 and 30, a little surprising that they're, they're in danger. Well, I hate to be the dead horse, but pitching, we don't, we don't have, I, I have, does anybody have confidence in our pitching that we're going to, we're going to be competitive with this pitching? I don't think realistic people had 
great confidence. Now, you know, Jared had, you know, there, we had hopes. And as far as the pitching goes, from my perspective, was, you know, everybody, if they have a career, they, a, 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 not a career year, but a solid year that, you know, that one of their most solid, I guess, a career year, we could be competitive. But that's not happening. Um, and I, I didn't, you know, I guess I did kind of was hopeful that they were going to win, but the pitching is not there. The offense is sporadic. Trout's out yet again, um, and that's a worry to me. Uh, it's starting to become a regular, a regular item. Shohei Otani has finally lived up to his potential, but it, who else? Well, Jared Walsh is who else around him is, is living up to their potential. Even, even. Um, uh, Dylan Bundy. I mean, I, he was going to be our ace. Uh, so much disappointment. Again, I'm trying to not be disappointed. I'm trying to enjoy baseball, but there's a lot of there's a lot to be disappointed in, and and I think their record indicates what they've done so far. I think it's accurate. It is accurate, and you know, even in that, they still. I mean, they're not a boring team to watch. They are, they are a fun team to watch. They do in a lot of ways, keep the game interesting. It's just it's just been disappointing, I think, overall, to see, you know, especially starting pitching. I mean, starting pitching, I I, I think Manazi did go out there and try and address the bullpen. I, it hasn't worked the way he'd want to, but at least he gave it a shot. I think what disappoints me the most about starting pitching is, A, Dylan Bundy hasn't been what he was last year, but also, B, they're relying on the bargain bin a bit too much. In my view, that they've just relied on it way too much, and it's catching up to them. There's no other way to say it. They, sooner or later, they have to make the moves, but do they have the depth in in the farm system to make those moves, or is it just a case of a Dylan Bundy turning it around? If Dylan Bundy turns it around and is just halfway decent at this point. Instead of being 0-6, then the season looks a lot different right now. You pair him, you pair Dylan Bunny from last year with this year's Shohei Otani, and you've got a solid one-two punch you can rely on, and then everything's different. They're not far, even for me, where they aren't far from turning it around, but the pitching has to change, man. It just has to change. Well, on the on the question of pitching. So we do have what, one, two, three, four, four, four of our starters are, are free agents. Heaney, Cobb, Bundy, Quintana. Who's still on the team this year? Who survives this season? Do you, do you I mean, if we have opportunities to trade for prospects, um, again, I, I guess I'm not really officially writing the Angels off, but I, I, don't, I don't see us going very far with this current pitching staff. Um, so I mean, you got Heaney, Cobb, Bundy, and Quintana. Are are, are we giving extensions to any of these people? Are we going to trade them before the season's over? What do you think? I think you. I think with Heaney right now, you get what you get. A guy with pretty good stuff who's just not consistent. You're you probably extend that guy. You know what he's going to get. You know if if you can get a decent pay rate for him. Quintana, I don't see how you keep him. This is June, and he's still not out of his funk. 
For Bundy, you have enough from last year to think, okay, get the right pitching coach in there. Maybe maybe we, we try and give him one more year. We'll, we'll sign a one-year deal, a prudent deal, and then we move from there. Just write it off as just being a rough year. You know, I, I you know, other than that, for Cobb, he's already up there. You got to think, though, you're starting to get some guys moving up in, in the farm system. There will be some talent available. But at some point, the Angels are going to have to try and move for a proven ace. And how they do it, whether via free agency, whether they do it through the draft, I mean, not through the draft, but through the farm system, they got to find a way. Trade. How are they going to do it? It has to happen sooner or later. They can't keep relying on the bargain bin. Keep trying to rehab people. You, you lost Mickey Callaway to his idiocy, um, but you can't forget the guy as a just as a pitching coach was very very good. He was excellent. Just sucks he had to be a crappy person. Um, you lose that guy in there. It is just a question of getting the right pitching coach to work with these guys again. I don't know that. I I don't know the answer, John. I think in, in, in Bundy's case, right now, if I'm if I'm the GM, I'm thinking, okay, you know, let's get him in with somebody, one year prove a deal. You try and resign Heaney. He's at the very worst, he's a he's a, a good, you know, fourth fifth starter. You know what you're getting from him. You got Quintana's it. gone. Mm-hmm. It, you know, cops gone. That's my view. We agree. We we're spot on exactly. Heaney is Heaney is a four, a four or five. Uh, but he's he's a pitcher. He's the starting pitcher in the major leagues. Uh, inconsistent one, but he is. And Bundy, I mean, yeah, he was so he was so good last year. I, I mean, I've heard spec as you know, speculation on some injury on his foot or something that could be causing. So I I agree with you a thousand percent. I I, I think those two are definitely worth pursuing. But and then I mean, uh, keeping or attempting to keep. Um, the other two, if you can get anything for them before the season, or even at the at at a, um, you know once it gets once we're fully into uh, resigning uh, resigning the season, uh, which again we're not there yet, um, but yeah, so we agree on that one. I, I, there we agree, and Jared was the one who, and I think I'm sure you too that you know I don't fully understand I mean the importance of a pitching coach, but. Yeah, you can't discount the fact that we lost our pitching coach at the beginning of the season before there was a chance to hire, you know, there was any opportunity to replace him. So, And he's, again, as a pitching coach, a very good one. You can't that's what I understand. dismiss yeah. that, you know? Yeah, that's, a, that, that's what, that's what what's his, uh, um, Jared was saying at the beginning of the, uh, one of the last podcast I did with him. Go ahead. Well, before we move on, folks, let's go ahead and talk about our sponsor over here, which is, hey, it's Blue Water themselves. If you love listening to us here for hour after hour, if you enjoy listening to different podcasts, not just us, what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show? Because there's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level, or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As a part of the program, you receive a personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and even an e-learning course full of... 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed tips and tricks. On top of that, it will help you get your own show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all the other listening platforms. Best part is, you get this all for 15 bucks a month. That's pretty much what it costs to host anyways. The same rate as any other hosting site, as a matter of fact. So, if you're ready to do more than just listening to us, talk about your favorite team, make your voice heard in Hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com forward slash join. Don't forget to check out the description box in this episode to find out more. That's bwhustle.com slash join. One last word from a sponsor. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. So, John, do you ever notice that sometimes, just every once in a while, when we do these, ad, these ads, even though we've been doing this podcast now for a couple of years, it is still sometimes just super awkward. Yeah, of course. I mean, we're not, we're, we're not, we're not. Yeah, we well, might as well just admit it. You know, I do notice that <laughs> it is sometimes super <laughs> awkward. So, we're glad you're still with it, even when we are awkward, folks. We're, let, we're glad you're still with us. I'm glad that you rely on us to at least give be part of your day when when we have a show out there, when we air, we talk about the angels. We appreciate you being here because we're just like you. We're human, and every once in a while, we're a little awkward. Okay, so we're talking about pitching here. Looking at the hitting, something you brought up today was the similar numbers between B.J. Upton and um, and Albert Pujols. Justin Upton. Justin Sorry, Upton. I, uh, Justin Upton. Justin Upton. Well, my whole point, because uh, I haven't, I understand it's, I'm late to the show, but I haven't had an opportunity to really comment on the whole Albert Pujol situation um, where, you know, and, and I, 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 I don't disagree at all that, you know, that, that, the mo- that they needed to make the move, but I, I just vehemently disagree with the way they made the move. I mean, they could have made the move before the season, it would have been a lot smoother, probably a lot less, uh, you know, maybe less likely that Albert goes across to the Dodgers. Um, or they could have just told him, sit down, sit down, sit down. That's what you need to do. Sit down. We're not going to play you. Because, I mean, as much as I, I, I love and respect Albert, I mean, we got two, two all-stars, two, maybe three, three all-stars 
uh, potentially on the team. And two of them, one of them is going to have to sit every, every time that Albert plays. So getting rid of Albert, you know, it's not breaking news. Everybody, we need to get rid of Albert. I just don't understand why they did it the way they did it. It's just totally, it was bad, bad, bad look. And, um, I'm going to disagree. And the thing, too, is that so then he goes over to the Dodgers. And me being in the L.A. market, which is saturated with Dodgers media, which is why this podcast was created, because to give more voices to the Angels, um, you know, every time he's not doing he's not doing any better. I mean, he's still hitting within the last 15 games. He's hitting 225. He's got three home runs. Um, He's got 40 at bat, but anytime he gets a home run or gets a hit, it's, it's flat. It's ever, it's, it's magnified because he's on a winning team too. He's on a team that's doing very well. And now it's Albert Pujols and in the England, in, in the LA media who was taken from the angels after, after they dumped him and it's magnified and it made it look like, Oh my gosh, he's such a great player. These same numbers on our team aren't helping us. People are just as frustrated. So it's, like I said, when, when you're actually in the market, and you're probably seeing it too on ESPN, but it's, it's like, okay, it's not that fantastic what he's doing, but because he left the Angels and now he's on the Dodgers and he's on a team that's, you know, competing for the title, everything gets magnified. And to, to make the Angels look even worse, which they set themselves up for. And I disagree. Do you remember the name? Do you remember the player? Kevin Moss. You you used to be a Yankee fan. No. Do you remember Kevin Moss? Oh. No. Okay, so no. you're making my point. Thank you. What do you mean? All right. Kevin Moss, in 1990 for the Yankees, in 79 games, 21 home runs, 41 RBIs, came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. Next year, played 148 games for the Yankees, 23 home runs, 63 RBIs in almost double the amount of games, hit 220 that year. Okay. Why would I bring that up? Because after that, Kevin Moss was, was garbage pretty much as a player in the majors. Mm-hmm. It's nothing against him as a person. As a major leaguer, he just was hot garbage. 248, 205, 193 his last three years. Even in that second junior league with his 23 home runs, he did it hitting 220. I bring this up because the Angels have a player by the name of Jared Walsh, who in a very short season, much like Kevin Moss did in 1990, exploded. Exploded. All right? But he had never really shown that at the major league level before. So the Angels enter this season not knowing what they're going to get from Jared Walsh. Will he be as good as he was last year? Will he be better? Will it be a small drop-off? Will he be able to fit the need at first base? So when you put that in perspective, and knowing that this money is already guaranteed to Pujols anyways, you're probably playing it safe, keeping him long enough to see what Jared Walsh does. Once Jared Wall showed that he's for real, and he has shown that he's for real, he has to make a couple of adjustments here. Um, but I mean, Taylor, it's a home run today. But overall, 
if you're looking at what he's done, he basically made it impossible for Albert to have a job. My point is this. Let me just to, to, to really shorten everything. Albert made the team out of spring training because they didn't know what they had in Walsh. They didn't know what they had in first base. Once they realized what they had, there's, then, they, then there's no need for him. I don't think this is meant in any kind of way to be offensive to him. I don't think in any way that him going to the Dodgers means a darn thing. The Dodgers are loaded anyways. He's sitting 225 there. That's still, I mean, that's not, I mean, he was 198 for the Angels. 198. You're going to say, well, how come the loaded Dodgers offense can use him and the Angels can't? The Angels are in a different situation than the Dodgers are. Angels have young players that are trying to get playing time now. The Dodgers have guys established. It's a different situation. So I don't have a problem mm-hmm. with the Absolutely. Angels doing what they did. The Angels should have done this a long time ago. I think we agree on that. But they needed a safety net, and Pujols was that safety net. The question has always been, when we brought the idea of, of releasing our Pujols, is who do you have that's better? And people forever would say, oh, crap, you, that's, we don't have an answer for that. Well, now we do. They got someone better, so they let them go. I, I don't think, I think they do him more of a disservice by holding on to him all year and ticking him off. Instead, they let him go at the earliest opportunity once they realized that Jared Walsh was no longer a worry. In other words, he's a plus now. He's a key, he is an improvement. He is their first baseman. Argue and, that. And, and <laughs> potential also. I, I, I agree. I, I, I see your point. I see your point. But there was, there was a no-win situation. I mean, it's not going to be. There's no way they were going to look good in this situation. I just, I see your point. But, again, well, then, so I'll just concede. I see your point. Again, it's just bad optics any way you do it, I guess, to be honest with you. But then I'll lead to that other question that I was going to ask you was, so Justin Upton's numbers are very similar to Albert Pujols, right, for this season. Very. They're almost spot on, except for runs. So, I mean, I don't think we cut up Justin Upton this year, but what about next year? I mean, since we're cutting gigantic $20 million contracts, are we going to do it again next year? I think he's young enough that you if that you may find a trade partner for him if you eat some of his deal. And also, you know, he's he's crazy streaky. You know that. And I think he actually yeah. has looked better this year. His numbers don't show it yet. His power numbers are there. His average numbers don't show it yet. But he does look better to me this year. And I think it's only a matter of time before he actually breaks breaks out. Now, I could be wrong on that. I might be dead wrong on that. I mean, he might be a 200 hitter in August. but. I think he's just a couple small adjustments away from, from turning it around completely. And then once he does, he's going to tear the cover off the ball. So I'm not worried about him right now. right now. I mean, 208, I get it. And, you know, for him, I think you ha- he's always been streaky. He's always been a guy who struggles early. That's always been his MO. He'll get hot. Let's see if he gets hot. If at the end of the year, uh, he's sitting around 225, 230, and another team thinks, well, he's still got power. He showed something last year. Let's see if we can get him off the Angels. You know, we'll split some costs on it. Then maybe they move him. I don't see them cutting him out right because, I mean, you still have, what, a couple years left on this deal? How much time is left on this deal? Uh, this year and next year. This so year next, and next year. That's well, what I'm yeah, I, I thought I for some reason he had two years. They may eat it next year. This year. Yeah, that's what I was. That was my point. Is I, I they're not going to eat two contracts in the same year, but I think that they could. 
especially, and that would probably depend a lot on Joe Odell. On uh, if he if he comes because they you know when they bring him up they say they want to, the next time they want to bring him up they want to be it's going to want to be forever so uh, that could I think if Joe Adele you know plants his, his feet in the outfield that that would be an easy move at the end of the next season to just cut cut up and then eat that contract since we're eating since we're eating twenty million dollar contract you know I would think that. That's a logical case. Yeah, you cut him next year, spring training or whatever. Maybe you try and move him. Yeah. I But, listen, if they can just get, if they can get his average 240 with power, I think they'll be happy with him. He's versatile enough, I think, still to, to be able to work with that. Okay? So, but we'll see. We'll see what happens there. You know, right? And just updating here, I know by the time you even listen to this podcast, you're going you're gonna to be like, okay, uh, game's over. 2-1 now, going into the fourth inning. So, besides that, the Angels themselves, this week, since the last time I think we had a show, the Angels have, uh, it's been it's been quite the journey they, they with the Giants. How about that search of the A's? They explode the A's, that was nice. They They do look better. The A's really gave them, gave them a trouncing the first two games out. The Angels came back and looked really good those last two games of the series. And then, of course, this weekend, mm-hmm. you know, they have their Mariners. You're going tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. But then after that, if you mm-hmm. look at the Angels' schedule looking forward, there is there, there's some interesting, interesting stuff going on. They have the Royals next week at home. Then they hit the road for the Diamondbacks and then back to the A's. And this is not an easy schedule. This is not an easy schedule. Diamondbacks, A's, a four-game set at home in the Detroit. That'll be nice. A day off on twenty first. Two games with the Giants again at home, and then another day off on twenty fourth. That rarely ever happens. They're off to Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay swept them. Then they're off to New York. So the Angels, this schedule coming up, this is a beast of a schedule. The, the Angels need this series with the Mariners, and they need this series with the Royals. And the Royals gave them some problems in the middle of the year. They need these two series. They're at home. They need to get out of there. Take, I, I got to say it right now, I think they need to take four out of six in these games. They need to take both these series, at least. Do you see that happening? How do you feel about it? No, when, when you're, yeah. When, every every series is tough when you're, what, you're the fourth, you're fourth in the American League West and there's probably only a, what a handful, like three or four teams that actually have a, a, a worse record than you. Uh, Kansas City, they're close to Kansas City. So uh, something's got to change for anything to, to change. I mean, it, it kind of has. Rendon's picking up. But really something's got to change on the pitching side and the bullpen side. Uh, I mean, without that, without some sort of improvement or something there, and when I say change, obviously I don't think we're going to pick anybody up right away, but it all it all depends on pitching. What what else is new? That's all we've ever talked. That's all Angel fans have been talking about for a long time now, and and I can really start to understand their frustration on 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 this lack of. You know, we look back at last year. We defended them with, uh, uh, you know, they didn't go after Ryu. They didn't want to pay the money. I mean, the the, the free agents that they've obviously Derek Cole. That was I, I, that was out of our control. But I mean, they just have to. You know, I'm, I, I'm 
Broken record. Broken record. Hey, and John, they I gotta own this by the way. All their money on Pidgey next year. No more hopping. <laughs> all their time and effort on Pidgey. That's it. No more. No more excuses. They're still in the bottom half of the league. This team had, had playoff aspirations, and they're thirteen and fourteen at home. Thirteen and fourteen at home. That should not be the case, and yet here they are. So the Angels really in these two series at home, the Mariners series and the the. With the Royals in town, they need to get this. They they got to get it. There's no other way around. They have to take the series if they're going to get going here. Because the next this next month is it's a hard schedule. This is a hard schedule. I'm looking at it, and it's just not fun. Outside of the Detroit series, you know these are all solid opponents. And Detroit, by the way, by the way, just swept the Yankees. They just swept the Yankees. So. They gotta get it together, and they got and you know what they gotta do it without Mike Trout. The Diamondbacks that's are struggling becoming, too. That's becoming that's becoming an annual tradition now. So you know the Diamondbacks are struggling too. But the Diamondbacks have, have traditionally given the Angels problems. So you know I can't ta- I can't take that for what it is. In your own league, the American League, you've got to win these series. The schedule's not looking pretty for them. You get into July. You know, we, do you remember night 2019 when we looked at the schedule and we thought, okay, they're doing all right getting in July. And then I said, look at August, man. Look at August. Okay, well, yep. the July schedule is very workable. Okay, July, you get into Baltimore. You got Seattle on two for two series. Seattle's, com- you know, they're they're competitive, but you can, you can take them. They got a four-game set with Minnesota. They've got three games with, Co- with Colorado. That is a, a solid month to get back into the race if you can just survive June. And then you get into August, you got four with the Texas Rangers uh, on the road. You've got Detroit for three. You've got Baltimore for three. You got some tough ones in there too. You got Houston, San Diego, Cleveland, the Yankees, uh, and the Dodgers, of course. But again, that's that's not a June to me right there is just. Staring me in the face, going, "You gotta get in here now." September, and September's tough too, except for the last six games. Yeah, you know, Seattle and Texas to end the year. But so I'm looking at, I'm pinpointing June, and I'm thinking, if you're going to get back into this, at the very least, you need to hold serve in June. You got to stay where you are. You can't get any worse. But I'm looking at Kansas City, who, who gives Angels problems. Um, Seattle had gave them some problems earlier this year. Detroit's playing well, although they should take them. The Giants are in first place. Tampa Bay swept the Angels earlier. The Yankees, those are both series on the road. They have to hold serve here. They at least have to survive, play close to 500 ball at the very least, and get into July. If they get into July, I think things will be okay. I think the schedule opens them enough. That they'll be all right. This is not 2019. If you remember 2019, that gauntlet they ran in August and September was nasty. That was nasty. It's not the same. They still have some tough games in those months, some tough series in those games. But there's there's breeders in between. Yeah, I think it was what it was it towards the end of July when the, it was right after, the, right after the Dodgers series where they got they swept the Dodgers. They they swept the Dodgers and then they and then they just took a tailspin. Everybody's yeah. excited. We Oakland and Detroit. My Oakland the corner. Things were yeah. going to go great and then they just got they just got funked and thumped. Yeah, Baltimore and Detroit. One month at a time. Yeah. So, oh, but see, we got to think about this stuff, man. I'm looking at June and I'm thinking 
if you can survive the A's, the Giants, Tampa, and New York. And one of the best ways to do that is looking at the schedule this next week. If they can get past their issue with the Diamondbacks, the Diamondbacks always play them tough for some reason. If they can take the series in Seattle, the series from Kansas City, take the series from Arizona, they're within a couple games of 500. And if they can just play their teams tough, they'll be all right. But I'm looking at Oakland, San Francisco, Tampa Bay, New York, and thinking, holy crap. And the, and the Tigers up for all of all teams are playing well right now. This get through July 1st, and they got Baltimore at home. I'm going, I'm, I'm, I need to get through June. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Just get, I mean, okay. but I would like to say, well, it's, 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 the schedule just looks, I see Oakland there, and I see, you know, Oakland is giving them all kinds of fits. You know, the Royals gave them some fits earlier. The Mariners are playing well against them. Like, there is not a team right now the Angels will really play well against, is there? Outside Minnesota. So, I mean, the schedule with Tampa Bay, New York, San Francisco back-to-back-to-back, Oakland, separated by Detroit, that's nasty. You got to get through the next, you got to win out, you got to win well in the next, what, 10 days. Let's just say it. Yeah. They need to play well the next, next 10 days. Put them in position because they got some tough series coming up. There you go. That's the point. Okay. <laughs> I get it. All right. So that's all I got to say today, folks. Johnny, final thoughts? No. Like I said, one month at a time. I, I got to see. If we have a good June, well, then I'll worry about July. Right now, right now I'm worried about June. <laughs> it's one game at a time, sure. But I'm just saying, overall, if you're looking at how the season's are run, the Rangers need to get together now. This. Exactly. They they, they got to get together now. There's no way around that. Can uh, we agree to that? Question, how many all star? How many? Real quick, how many all stars do we have? Two. Two. Are you leaving Trout out? Are you leaving Trout out? Yeah, I'm leaving Trout out. Yeah, I don't think I, unless he gets back soon. I don't see how how you know. But the fans will probably take him just off voting. So he'll get okay, in. Eric. He'll probably get in because he's Mike Trout. But will he deserve it when there's other players who are playing the full full no, season? No. No, I he, mean, doesn't, he doesn't deserve. It. I mean, he, we, he's Mike Trout. He, he would have, but, and, but he'll get in just on his name alone. So. But it's not. I'm, I don't mean that to be in any kind of way offensive to Mike Trout. I don't mean that at all. I'm just simply saying. I don't either. I don't he, either. I, I mean, I we love the guy. I don't, I don't mean it either. It's just he'll get in on votes alone, so that that'll yeah. be fine. So he'll be in. So. You know. But hey, by the way, Justin Upton, home run tonight. Justin Upton. All right. So hey, there you go. I lit a fire under him. Maybe he did. He also has a walk, so hasn't gotten out yet. Just will point it out. Yeah, my friend. All right. There you go. All right, folks. That's it for us. Follow us on Twitter at Talking Halos. Find us on Facebook. We have the, the Talking Halos group and a page. Follow me on Twitter, DC Paul, and follow John at DB. I, I mean, I lose you. Jay's Crane John. Jay's Crane John. And keep up with us. We're glad to be back. We'll be back a whole lot more from this point out. Have a great one, and we're out of here. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. 
legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history, relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.